0: The blast from our past network. This week on Talking Back. We're here for a good time. Not a long time. So have a good time. The sun can't shine every day talking back hey everybody welcome to talking back the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements and movies comics video games and more i'm your host tim with me today is dean dean how's it going
1: it's going pretty good how about you tim
0: i'm doing good another podcast week another podcast week another come...
1: movie week yeah movies we like movies yeah they, I'm ready to have a good time on this one.
0: Oh, nice <laughs> nice one I think, I'm getting, who's I think that? I'm getting worse with those who's laughing in the background that was really good thought, <laughs> yeah thanks man about. Dean we have a very special guest with us today it is Patrick Hess why don't you introduce our guest
1: yeah, sure. Uh, Patrick is a good buddy of mine. Me and Patrick and uh, past and future guest Alex Rupp um, had a podcast of our own called Nothing But Comics. And uh, it was a real fun time. We, uh, we had a podcast that went along with a website of the same name. I think I've mentioned it on this podcast before that that website is uh, no longer up and running. But if you did want to catch some of our articles, I think if you go to uh, nothingbutcomics.web.com, WordPress.net or something. WordPress, WordPress, yeah. WordPress.net. You can actually, I think, still find some stuff. But anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That sounds like a a computer virus waiting to happen.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm going to hit you with a virus. I think Uh, it's (laughs) WordPress.com. But like when I tried to go to the .net address, it actually like it's like nothing's there. Yeah, that might be because we lost the domain.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's the one. The .net is gone. The .com is still there. Anyways patrick hess is on the show we're happy to have him
2: all Hi, right yeah thanks for having me
0: guys. yeah thanks for thanks for joining us pat this is great probably um been a you know a little bit too long of time for us to get you on here we probably should have had you on a while back but um you're here now and that's all that matters so well no, it's,
2: it's all good I, I appreciate it um yeah i i want to talk this movie so it's uh yeah.
0: yeah yes this is your pick so it is my pick um I I love this movie, and I'm pretty sure Dean loves this movie. So when you love when it. you mention this, um, I know I was 100 percent on board for this. So yeah, excited. Uh,
2: did you guys introduce the movie?
0: <laughs> well, D- Dean kind of did, but yeah, we're gonna be doing okay. we're gonna be doing the the movie Good Time, um, which is uh, it's a bit of a crime drama thriller. Uh, this movie was released in 2017. Uh, very small budget, two million. It grosses 4.1, so it doubles its money. So I'm, call, I'm calling that a success. Now, like yeah. it's it's rated R, first of all. That's going to be one of the problems. That's not going to get it a lot of money. It's also not your, it's not a blockbuster. I was going to say it's not your typical blockbuster. It's not a blockbuster. And it only opened in four theaters. So that's tough. But listen to this. Word of mouth takes off on this one. And after two weeks, it's up from four theaters to 721. So I think that speaks to this movie and its quality right there.
2: Yeah, it's um it's from the studio A24 who does a lot of like the great indie movies. I think the one that's probably like most infamous is um fuck um, oh, Moonlight uh which oh, yeah. is one best oh, picture. Yeah. Yeah. Also too, I mean like Hereditary and The yeah. Witch and um uh, I just watched
1: Midsummer today. Oh, I love that movie so much. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. Um, what's the Greta Gerwig, the first Greta Gerwig movie? Um, Francis, No, the one that she directed, um, about Sacramento before she goes to NYU. Lady Bird. Yeah. Lady Bird. Um, a lot of stuff like that. So a lot of like yeah. big indie hits, um, this one include, and then they're the safety brothers who made, um, Good time.
0: Their most recent one, Uncut Gems as well. Yeah, exactly. 24. Yeah. Yeah. So it's directed by Josh and Benny Safdie, and it's written by Josh uh, Safdie and Ronald Bronstein, which is the same writer-director crew for Uncut Gem, like you just mentioned. Yeah. Now, starring in the movie, we got Robert Pattinson. This is the first time I had ever seen him in a movie. Um, I had only really known about him from from twilight to be honest with you and i never watched any of those movies but i avoided kind of twilight and him for that reason so when i saw this i saw this on a re- recommendation from another friend uh who, whose um recommendations i respect so i was like yeah i'll check it out i'll, I'll just give this robert pattinson guy a, a try and i mean my goodness i was completely blown away by this guy's performance he's 100 an a-list actor yeah he's one of the best out there right now so you got him sure. you got him leading and then this is really cool you got benny safty one of the directors is co-starring with him yeah and does i mean a fucking insane job as well and yeah, then job. then dean we got our girl in here jennifer jason lee <laughs> i know right <laughs> love her in this movie so much. great character we, in we this love movie, her yeah. we love her on this podcast <laughs> just anything she does damn she's good have uh, you guys
2: done Annihilation?
0: Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I gotta go back and listen to that one. She's so great. Do it. It's a good one. Um, we... She's she's very brief role in here, but it's amazing. I'm sure we'll we'll yeah. get to it. We, we talk
0: we talk about Star Wars a little bit at, at the beginning and then we get into some real good conversation about Annihilation. So Yeah. yeah. I'll check that one out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um uh Pat, did you wanna share anything about uh, anything like more about the production of the movie?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So um the Safty Brothers um are sort of these two uh kids like just sort of like new york kids that ended up um like making like very like low budget like movies a lot of shorts and stuff like that um biggest movie they've done so far obviously is uncut gems like if you have like a twitter feed you definitely know what it is even if like you don't haven't seen the movie because it's just memed to death at this point but uncut gems was actually in the works for them for like 10 years. Oh
0: wow. So
2: they they've been trying to make it since 2010 and they had like different, you know, basketball players associated at one point. Mari oh. Stodemeyer and Kobe Bryant and Joel Embiid, etc. etc. And while they were doing research on uncut gems, they actually met a woman who was uh, working at uh, one of the jewelers and they got to know her um, and sort of she had this backstory of like struggling with heroin addiction. So She like wrote her backstory for them and uh, they turned it into a movie called heaven knows what that came out. I think in 2014, 2015 Um, heaven knows what comes out and Robert Pattinson Pattinson saw a still of from heaven knows what and was like, I want to, I want to work with these guys. Oh, wow. So I don't know. I think eventually he saw the movie as well. And he was like, they were still trying to get gems off the ground at that point. And he got in contact with them and they basically were like, like wrote this movie for him, like just to create like a movie about like that they could use with him in it. And so that's kind of, yeah, where you get the the charming sociopath, I guess, for for this movie.
1: Yeah, that's interesting because I think this movie only really works because of Pattinson's performance in it. I think that his just, like, charm and charisma in this movie is what really holds everything together.
2: Yeah. I would add two things about that. Um, Well, I guess first, like, that's my Batman right there.
0: Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that for sure.
2: Yo, me too. I actually, I had a take, um, I said it to one of our former NBC people that, like, if the next Batman movie, if they can just nail like the chemistry between him and Zoe Kravitz, plus like give like good like fight scenes, like it could be like the best Batman movie ever. Yeah, man. Um, but the, whether that's that, like I, I do think like you could probably put somebody else in this and like the Safdies are like so good at like directing and the soundtrack's amazing and all that that it could probably still work. But he definitely brings like a whole like other, um, uh, thing to the, or he just he brings so much in his performance that it just like it yeah, just, it just wraps you into it. I mean, so, it, uh,
0: it's interesting that you you mentioned that it's written for him because I didn't know that, and it it seems like it was written for him. Like his performance yeah. is so excellent in this, and he like he is this character, like he owns yeah. it, and it's like he's not even trying, you know. So I could I no, could I could see effortless. this, yeah, I could see this working with like you know with anybody else, any other good actor, but. Um, yeah there's something about it there's some like he's like this this matching piece to this puzzle that just makes everything so much more believable because he's he's just effortless in his performance
2: yeah and it's yeah. like there's nothing about it that you would think like just on the surface is natural to him um,
0: you know what I mean like you think of like sort of
2: like when you like say like like Scorsese and like an old like or some of the older like or not Scorsese uh, De Niro in some of the old Scorsese movies and stuff where it's like You know, like, I don't think he was like a gangster, but like he grew up in like the city around like a lot of like Italian people and stuff like that. So like he could push it like Pattinson's a dude from Australia. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing about his life that you think would be like relatable to this or anything like that. But he just transforms into like it perfectly. Yeah, he's just a great actor. Yeah, he really is.
1: I think his look is really perfect, too, because he's like a beautiful person, but he looks like such a scumbag in this movie. He but does. Like, yeah. At the t- at, at the same time, he is beautiful and a scumbag.
2: Yeah. Okay. His hair is so fucking weird. It's, yeah, I it's, it's so greasy. I know. It's so, so crazy.
0: <laughs> okay. Why don't we get into the story then? Yeah.
1: yeah let's nice. do it. Lead us off.
0: Okay. So the movie it's basically about these two brothers, Nick and Connie. Now, basically, this movie it gets, it's a real movie, right? Like it's a It's a believable story that you can connect with on a human level because of the synopsis and what's going on and these performances. So I found the first scene to the movie really set the tone for the rest of the movie. It was very, for me, it was very uncomfortable. Um, They had very, very close-up camera shots. And I always find that these close-up camera shots put us, the viewer, in that room with these people. And you have Nick in this um, room with a psychiatrist, like a psychiatrist's office. And we kind of learn that Nick has, I'd say a learning disability of some sort. He's there because he got angry and he threw a frying pan at his grandma. And Connie storms in and grabs Nick and takes him out of there. Like doesn't think this is the right situation for him. Wants him out of there. And it looks like he's kind of got, you know, his brother's best interests in mind, you know, so that's good looking out for your bro. But then, like, immediately after that, they're robbing a fucking bank. Yeah. <laughs> he drags him out of there. In the to, mask, to help yeah. him, help him rob the bank. Those masks are incredible.
2: Yeah, like, yeah, they're, yeah. They're
0: wearing these masks that, I don't, I mean, they looked like they were yeah. real masks. It didn't look like there was any sort yeah, of special like effects you, going on there.
2: If you don't, like, look too closely at them, it would definitely look like a real person's face, too. Like Yeah. Yeah.
0: Those are badass. Uh, did yeah. you
2: notice when he was asking him questions, too, uh, like, what do you think this means? Like, which is like, don't count your chickens before they hatch and stuff like, it's like all like
0: foreshadowing. Oh, I didn't look at that. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember oh, all of them. Cool. I
2: just remember the, um, well, I think one was like, uh, uh, cat and mouse. Mm. Right. Like, which is sort of like Connie is the mouse and then like cops are the right. cat. And then like, uh, don't count your chickens before your hatch, which would like foreshadow for Connie.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I didn't yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, w- I was
1: watching um, to get into like the, the bank robbery for a bit. Um, I was watching uh, a YouTube video on um, on disguises and someone from the CIA was like breaking down disguises in movies and trying to say if that's like what they would really do or not. And one of the things that always sort of came out is you want to make sure that you like accentuate something that uh, the person would be able to pick up. So like when they're wearing these vests, these like construction vests, it stands out like it's bright green construction vests. And they're going to go take those off after. But that's going to be the one like that's going to be one of the things that sticks in their mind at the bank. They're going to be like, okay, these two guys that were wearing construction vests and that's going to be the description. So you ditch that in the back alley and, you know, you're good They're They're not looking for you anymore. Yeah, that's a good point. I thought that was really neat.
2: Yeah. Like two things I really like about the bank robber scene is one, it's like the perfect, like sort of like high tension, but like very low stakes Yes, type of thing. Like it, very like, high tension. Yeah. Like what Tim mentioned, how it all feels believable. Like, you know, I don't know if that would actually work, but like, it feels like really true and it like just feels like something that could like happen and like, but like doing it in a way that isn't like super flashy or like ridiculous, just sort of like, um, Uh, Like very like matter of fact, and like sort of the way that he's forceful about it too. When like she gives him back the money, uh, and writes like this is all I can give you policy, and then he writes back like I forget what it is like you need to give me all the money now. He's
0: like I have a gun. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Just
1: it really shows his like confidence right? Like yeah. she filled up, She he's in, standing in front of the teller. She filled up a bag of cash, gave it to him, and he said no, 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 give me more. Handed it back to her and is just standing there waiting. Like that's yeah. all the tension's building. And you're just like, he could have just walked out of there with that bag of cash. Well, yeah. he, he's there yeah.
0: because he needs $65,000, right? Like that's what he asks for, is 65000 yeah. So she gives him what he has, what she has in the till, not enough. Um, But Pat, to, to play off of what you were talking about there, like the way he's forceful and and this this like small moment where you know he could have taken what he had but he sends her back and she kind of goes into the back and gets more this is this whole movie like this whole movie is full of these moments like it basically takes place in less than a 24-hour period probably more like Mm -hmm. 14 to 16 hours and there's not a whole lot of story like there is a lot of story but there's not a whole lot of large events that are happening so this movie no. it's filled in with these smaller like meaningful interactions that kind of get dragged out but make yeah. it make it seem more real than not because like our, our daily lives are drawn out like that right like you don't just you don't just have work and then you know you go to work and it's a 10 second flash and then you're home and like you do your next big event like you're, you go to a A sporting event or something then you come home and you go to sleep it's like all these moments that are happening in between they really focus in on this movie to build the characters and to build like your appreciation and interest uh, in them and the story as well
2: 100 percent, yeah and it's also i think um, when this movie came out there was sort of a debate on whether um connie is like like very smart or like a dumbass and uh, I always I come down on the, like, he's actually, like, like just naturally, like, a very smart person, but was not, like, ever sort of put in a situation where that was, like, rewarding to him in any other way other than just being, like, smart on his feet for, like, the next scam. Yeah. Right?
0: He, and that's, it, like. I find that he's very, like, street smart. Like, yeah. plan smart. But then he's, like, life dumb. You know, like and and yeah, and decision making dumb. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. It's the perfect example of that type of like. That's how like a lot of like street smart people kind of are, and that's also like that's sort of what the world makes you right. Like, if you or some dude that like lives in like a nice suburb, and you have like parents that like teach you the value of education, then you'll probably like, you'll be smart enough to be like an engineer, or, you know, any number of things. But like, if you're like raised by your grandma that hates you and like poverty, then like you just learn like street smarts. and that's Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Then you get yeah. your Connie. And I think
1: I think also what really plays into that is um, you mentioned, Timmy comes saying that he wants $65,000 and he doesn't leave when he gets a bag of money because he needs to get that 65000 I love that yeah. we don't learn what he needs it for, why it's so important that he needs 65000 because in two minutes, the money isn't really going to matter anymore. Like the amount of money isn't really going to matter anymore. Well, they do and
2: eventually I just, explain it because uh, his, uh, his brother talks about it. It's the farm. They're going to buy a farm. Together.
0: Mm, and I, I don't feel like I missed that. that. I must have missed
2: yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's at some point. Um, mm, it's when he's talking okay. on the phone to his grandma in oh. prison. He oh. He goes, okay, We're gonna okay. buy a farm. Don't be around you anymore." Yeah. Actually, fun oh. fact: the uh, video, music video for the Iggy Pop song, at the end of the movie, um, yeah, is the alternate ending of "Oh Cool uh, Good Time," where they are on the farm together. Oh, oh cool. interesting. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I did not know that. It's uh Benny and uh, Robert Pattinson like on the farm and he goes out and sees a weird like jackal or something. Oh, weird. Oh, yeah. okay,
0: okay. All right, so they they get this money uh from the bank. The you know, the lady goes back into the vault where she's got the big bills, brings it out, brings the bag, and they make it out and they're back in the alley, you know, ditching their uh, construction worker. Uh, uniform like dean had mentioned and it seems it seems i don't want to say weird but it's an interesting thing here that connie uh we should say connie is uh uh, robert pattinson's character so connie he's he's pumping nick up like telling nick how great of a job he did in there right and nick didn't do anything he's just there um yeah and i'm i'm like it's really interesting because nick is most likely in this situation a liability to connie in a bank robbery so i don't i don't understand this dynamic and what connie's purpose is with nick like whether he genuinely loves him so much that he's trying to like look out for him or if he's using him in some way and we don't really really find out I but
1: we don't really find out i think i think he actually just like really loves his brother and he does he like makes a lot of strange choices in in this movie um but a lot of them are fueled by his brother
0: yeah, so I'm noticing already at this point how much I'm loving what they're doing with the colors in this movie. Oh yeah, really, um, really, really incredible.
2: Like, you yeah. know, something I I noticed too, and I I noticed this when I rewatched it last night specifically is that like when the brighter colors come out is generally like a signal of like when chaos is happening in the movie, and that's like sort mm-hmm. of at the part that we're um, talking about now when like they get away. But then the um, ink blot or the ink thing or whatever like goes off.
0: Yeah, like like they get yeah. a, they get away they get into the cab. Uh, they're all excited with this giant bag of money, right? And uh, he's, Connie's like, Nick, do you want to feel how heavy it is? <laughs> and he puts it in his lap, and they they open it up, or they hear a sound. A sound starts happening, and they open it up, and yeah, it's uh, there were marked bills. So this like yep. red dye starts spraying on them. I think it's just paint, but. Nick, uh, Nick in his situation, like really starts to freak out that he's getting covered in this yeah. paint. Right. So they got to pull the cab over the two of them run into, um, some sort of store. They're in the bathroom trying to wash it off. They end up. Yeah, I think with... it's a subway. Uh, so oh, a subway. Oh, oh a do... okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The manager. Actually
2: another, another interesting thing about the safety of war, especially in, uh, the heaven knows what, which is like a movie about heroin addicts is that they show, um, how people use chain restaurants in new york city to do nefarious things because they're like kind of like there's so many of them and they're all like faceless but they always have like public bathrooms so like for heaven knows what it's like that's where they all shoot heroin
0: and they always Um, and i mean those are all the places where the employees aren't going to give two shits about what you're doing because they're making you know minimum wage they're never going to confront anybody (laughs) yeah exactly totally yeah, yeah 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 um yeah, so they, uh, they they wash themselves off the best they can. They're um, at, back out on the street now. And the, the police are obviously patrolling the area looking for a couple of bank robbers. And they see these two guys kind of in hoodies. Then they stop to question them. But Nick basically bolts for it. Right, He's, uh, he's too scared, runs away. And then we get this uh, yeah. police chase. And Nick... Foot chase, yeah. Foot, foot chase. chase. Yeah, Nick unfortunately ends up running through a glass door uh, and yeah exactly and um the, he gets he gets caught by the police and he goes to jail but connie makes it uh makes it you know without, yeah, get, without so getting here
1: caught. here's an interesting point too where connie like kind of gets the jump even on nick he gets way ahead of him and he's not really looking back and turning back yeah. like so we have this moment before where he's pumping up his brother and telling him he needed him by his side robbing that bank he had to have
0: him and then when they're running, he just kind of leaves them. Yeah. At this point in the movie, which is about 20 minutes in, the opening credits roll.
2: That's one of my I, favorite opening f- credit rolls. No shit. I fucking
0: oh love it. God. Like
2: when st- they show him like walking, or first they show like that one dude in front of him, and I think he goes like, laugh from the belly or whatever. And like it shows, uh, yeah, Nick walking like it getting put in prison or whatever and it's it's really heartbreaking what happened
0: it, it is heartbreaking yeah but like yeah. we we haven't we haven't seen much story-wise so far like these we've been introduced to two brothers they've robbed a bank and it's 20 minutes in already and like they're just letting us know like you've seen nothing yet like this is yeah. just the <laughs> intro like get ready for it guys <laughs> so totally i, I really me this really chance. liked it
1: yeah they give you this chance to catch your breath right you're like oh man that was intense and then you're just like okay i guess i better get all the breath i can now because i'm gonna lose it later
2: well yeah like literally immediately after that they show him like in like lockup and just like the terrible like wreckers Island prison conditions where like he's stuck in this cell with like 15 20 people and like two of them get in a fight and the prison guard just sprays mace indiscriminately at everybody like yeah Hits Nick, and it's just like, oh, poor fucking Nicky.
0: Yeah, poor yeah, Nick. Totally. He, he gets beat up there, right? Like he uh, he just wants to watch something on the TV. Yeah, and the that's other guys a little
2: bit, a little bit later. Yeah, when um, they're I think that is still in like the credit roll, but it's like yeah, maybe, it's, like, right, it's right, it's right after. Yeah, okay, yeah when um. Because he doesn't get it, man. Like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't yeah. understand know. what's going on. He doesn't yeah. know
1: he's in a dangerous situation. Yeah,
2: yeah. So they fight over the TV channel, and then, like, one guy, like, he starts kicking his ass, but then everybody, like, gangs up on him and just, like, mm-hmm. beats
0: the shit yeah, out. It's, of it's really, really uncomfortable, wow. hard to watch. But, yeah. It, yeah. This is the point in the movie where I realize that the music is serving a purpose all the time. Oh, own. yeah. And it's, it's, for me, it's like, The music are wavelengths of the feelings and emotions that the characters are experiencing. It's like an extension of them. Like it's It's, very, very deliberate. And when something uncomfortable is happening, and you're watching it, you're hearing the music, which is also uncomfortable to listen to. And it's like kind of like I don't know how to describe it, but it's like a synth, um, like a loud synth almost,
2: like synths.
0: Yeah, like if you're.
2: Sorry, I don't mean to. Go no, ahead. go ahead, go ahead. We should get no, it in there by, because uh, the
0: the music is incredible.
2: Yeah, one point direct. I think it's one point directs. Never. It's like an electronic artist. Yeah, um, and it's also like, for me at least, like it it sort of goes back to. I don't think this always worked. Or this probably wouldn't work for every movie, but all my favorite scores are always by like electro musicians like him or like alt rock dudes from the nineties, mm. <laughs>
0: like Trent Reznor. Yeah.
2: Or, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood,
0: yeah, yeah, from Radiohead, sure. Yeah, I can't picture this movie with different music. I can picture it with a no. different actor, like lead actor, or or you know, cast altogether. I cannot picture it with different music. No, it's, it's, it's so, so powerful.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think um, you guys have seen Gems, right?
0: I haven't. No. I've seen Gems.
2: Okay, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I kind of for a long time, I was like, uh, "Good Times" still like my favorite movie of the two. I, I'm not so sure on that right now. Uh, but gems also has a uh, one point direct snubber as like the score. And I think that I do like, this is my favorite of the two scores just cause it's so like yeah. dark and chaotic. Yeah. yeah. Right I got to agree with that. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It has this sort of sound like it kind of sounds like seventies, like Italian horror in a way, which like I really totally. appreciate.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
2: Or like carpenter maybe a little bit, but like, a, like more like maximized.
0: It's awesome. Yeah. I listen to
2: the score a lot <laughs> or not a lot, but like it's, every once in a while i just like vibe out to it yeah yeah, yeah it, totally it is,
0: it's really good so nick's in jail and connie wants to post bail for nick now connie's got sixteen thousand dollars in clean money from the robbery but needs another 10 so he yeah. heads to his girlfriend lauren's place and this is where we meet jennifer jason lee the two of them connie and lauren they're planning a vacation. And, you know, you can tell. Seems like
2: Lauren is planning a vacation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Lauren's, yeah,
0: Lauren's planning a vacation with her money <laughs> and is going to take Nick along. And Nick starts angling for them to use this vacation money uh, to help get Nick out because, you know, Connie, whether he's being truthful or not, is saying that he's worried that Nick could get killed in prison. So it's like it's a matter but, of yeah. life and death here. So he's really laying it on thick. He tells Lauren all he needs is like a couple thousand dollars. It's not a big deal. He needs a couple thousand. <laughs> yeah. And then when they, when they get to the, the, the bondsman's office there, uh, she finds out that it's 10. It's 10,000 that uh, yeah. he needs. So,
1: And this is, this is where Connie, I think, is really smart. Like I, it, it's, it's, we kind of slowly see as the movie is progressing him thinking on his feet. And so he's like in, they're in that cab. And he's just like, oh, yeah, just a couple thousand. He knows that he's got her attention. And he's, yeah, it's just a couple thousand. That'll get her in the door. And then once yeah. they're there, if he says 10, well, he's going to make her feel bad if she doesn't want to give up the 10. He's like, well, whatever. I got to get my brother out. Like, he gets her in the situation where she can't say no. He's good at manipulating the situation.
2: Definitely. Yeah, master con artist. Definitely. Yes, master con artist. Yeah. I think we it's also, also um, it gets to the question that I have for people uh, whenever they watch the movie, uh, which we can like let it let it hang over the podcast which is like do you think connie is a sociopath or not mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and yeah it's, it's a yeah, great let's question let that hang right? and get to it yeah
0: yeah let's let's uh like round table it at the at the end and yeah, uh, see, see what we think sure. because it is a legitimate yeah. question that you know they don't really let us know
2: yeah no i think it's open to interpretation but De- it's also to um the jennifer jason lee character just take a moment to that is like a, an amazing uh writing that they do there of like the totally grown woman who's lives with her mom and is completely like emotionally like stunted and just freaks the fuck out yeah everything like
1: yeah she's like for sure like i don't know in her 40s right still living with her mom yeah and yeah freaking out when her mom calls her mom (laughs) yeah when her mom calls her and like to question about the ten thousand dollars she's gonna put on her mom's credit card yeah. and she just starts screaming at her mom and like yeah. just yeah cannot just goes from like zero to a hundred right away cannot keep those emotions yeah. level like you should when you're like a grown-up
2: yeah and it, it feels like that's another one that it just feels like such a real character to me yeah too. Definitely. you know what i mean like yeah. you've met that person like a million times especially like if you live in new york
0: <laughs> yeah 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 totally <laughs> like, which yeah. you do i don't think we said that but pat you live in new york so
2: yeah one of the one thing i love about this movie is just how like on point it is for the way it, it describes like sort of the, or it shows the city
0: nice yeah so, so this was this was interesting yeah like it seems like lauren you know while she's the one planning the trip and has the money it does seem like it's her, her mother's money that like she doesn't oh, have it's any 100% money right? her
2: mother's money oh yeah uh, like now, I don't even think she works. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't, you know I don't, I mean? I don't think so yeah. either.
0: So Lauren's mother has put a hold on her credit cards, so they can't get this extra ten while they're at the the bondsman's office there. And I thought this was interesting. He asks for the sixteen thousand back, right? Like he can't come up with the other ten yeah, yeah. that's needed. He asks for the sixteen back, and the guy's like, "No, that's mine now. You can't have it back." Like, I, I wonder—is would that be a real thing? Like, why wouldn't that guy give him his money back? Because it's like I think- nothing. What what has I happened? I think
1: it's happening. I think it's happening because he knows it's dirty money. Okay. I think he taking knows that this this yeah he's taking advantage of the situation because he knows he has the upper hand in that situation. Yeah. That if if he he could call the cops that's because, a good, because that's a he good knows point. like that money is covered in ink even though he's okay and take like he's good with taking it yeah. it still has ink on it and he knows well, no like, he, he
0: took the money that didn't have ink but um, Connie said right like, right you can't, you can't use any yeah, he sees the, the yeah. money that, okay that makes sense then. So fun fact too, uh, that Bale Bondsman is a real life Bale Bondsman.
2: Oh, no way. That's incredible. Yeah, they do that he, with a lot of people on their movies. That's awesome. I
1: mean, he that's, looks like yeah. one. Yeah. He is so incredible too. Like if that scene is another one where it's just like the tension is rising and rising and rising. I feel yeah. so nervous. I start sweating in that scene. Like actually, I'm so into it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's because it's because they're getting close to the like end of the the workday uh, per se and right, and the yeah. ju- the judges are all going out for supper there's only like a few right, minutes yeah. left and connie like is, is adamant that he wants his brother out and this guy's just like well look man there's like 15 minutes left until the end of the day i don't think the judge is going to look at like look at this for yeah. you and he's yeah, like yeah. um yeah connie was very very persistent in as yeah. he as he is with a lot of people in this movie he's very forward he's up front he's very confident And he won't really take no for an answer. And just has a way of kind of like making you do what he is asking for. So yeah, Yeah. the the bondsman does kind of, you know, does the best he can. They find out, his brother can't. The,
2: Kat- the the bondsman says, "Like, can you take that outside."
0: <laughs> yeah. He
2: tells him about uh, his girlfriend. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. She's screaming. Like, you know, he's just said that like a million times. <laughs> yeah, <before>.
0: Totally, <laughs> totally. But- so they can't they can't post bail for Nick though because he's not in jail anymore. He's been moved to the hospital, yeah. right? Because he got he got beat up and he's not there anymore. So this is great for Connie, right? New plan. I can get my brother out of the hospital for free. Right. That's not going to cost me anything. (laughs) This has got $10,000 cheaper to get free my brother. So that's what he does. Right, he's off to the hospital. So he he goes, he finds out what hospital they're at. The the bondsman helped him with that information. And when he gets there, this was, this is really smart. I thought he, he goes to reception and he's like, what floor are the police on? Because... No, He
2: doesn't he doesn't do that. That's um, he goes. He goes into the cafeteria and yeah. he sees like a nurse and to the nurse. He goes like,
1: no, it's just it's just a some guy who's, I think, eating food. Oh, was he it? Had, he's
2: like he has scrubs yeah. on. Oh, oh, OK, OK, okay. Okay, he okay. And OK. He goes like, yo, like, why where, where are all these cops here? Like, uh, where are these cops like on the floor? And he's like, what floor are you on? He's like uh, fifth floor. And he goes, like, cops aren't supposed to be there. They keep prisoners on the sixth floor. Then he he like kind of does like a oh and then like walks away
1: right up to the sixth floor. Yeah, yeah,
0: (laughs) Yeah. really smart move. Very smart.
1: And he and he uses like he doesn't say his own room. He uses like, oh, my dad's here. Like the the cops are outside my dad's room and it's really like annoying him. And so then the guy. Yeah, that's when the guy gives up the information.
2: It's good. It's great. If you notice, too, when he goes up to the sixth floor, too, they start doing this thing where like the camera is looking for Connie where it shows like his view of like staking shit out. So like oh, it shows yeah. him walk in and he like looks over totally. like as he's walking by, it shows him look over like one of the receptionists right. yeah, and like focus on her. And it does that throughout like the hospital scene too. Like mm-hmm. it'll show him like the way, at another point, like look over and she's gone or like looking at the number and stuff like that. Totally.
0: Yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's that great uh, cinematography that makes us feel uncomfortable. Yes, so, exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. So he goes up, he finds the room that has a cop sitting outside and he goes to the very, he walks past, he makes a bit of a conversation with the cop, uh, but then walks past and goes into the next room and he's waiting for this cop to go like, just go for a, like a piss break or go for a coffee or something like that. But what we get while Connie is in this next room is we get this interaction with a patient who's in the room. Like this this lady kind of wakes up because he's in there and she's a little bit, you know, startled or whatever. And we get this really, really tiny interaction where he picks up this lady's orange juice when she wakes up. He gives her a little bit of it and then he drinks a little bit of it. And it's this, yeah. it's this completely unnecessary moment that we don't need to see. They don't need to show us, but it keeps us on the edge of our seat. Like yeah. you don't know what's going on here and you don't really know at any moment in this movie what is going to happen next like it, it's also
2: to me it, it feels like it's like a microcosm of like the the conniness of like where you see him like do something that like can appear tender but it's also like self-serving
0: yeah cuz he does it so Great she like point. stops
2: making like grunting kind of like doing like not like just like be soft like cooing and stuff like that Um, uh, he gives it to her and then like she stops. So it's like, you look at it and the one way it's like, Oh, it's nice of him. But the other way, like he's just doing it
0: to like, so she'll be quiet. He's using her, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really way. good point, Patrick, because I, I think about that moment a lot. Like each time I watch this movie, I always think about that moment because I don't get that moment because like, yeah, you're, you have this feeling where it's like, Oh, that's a really nice thing. Oh, okay. I get what they're doing here. And then he takes a sip and you're like, well, wait, why would he take a sip? And that's where it flips you back to, oh, yeah, it reminds you he's doing it for himself not because yeah. he wants to sip orange juice, but he needs to keep her quiet. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, it's it's a or really it's good like, moment in the movie.
2: It's like the parts. Yeah. Like his parts of like helping people always tend to be like, like they're, they're always just, self-serving. They're, they're self-serving as well, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like don't forget this guy might do some good things in this movie later on, but he's yeah. doing it for himself.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's also, like, the larger question of, like, how often totally. are we altruistic and how often is the altruism, like, self-serving for
0: ourselves, too? Very true. You know? Yeah. That's a great point. I really like that. Like, I like, yeah. I like that they give us that moment, and I like that it actually has yes. a reason to be there, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, the Safdies, to like, their, like, entire filmography can kind of break it down and, like, fucked up people that can't help themselves, but, like, you... You feel like you, they just still like bring their humanism, you know, like, 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 it's, yeah, like it's full bore.
0: It's because like, obviously, uh, the three of us are not the type of people who would go and rob a bank. But if something happened where one of us had to rob a bank, this whole scenario could go down. Like it yeah. could it could start at us robbing the bank and snowball from there. And this could happen, right? It's that's that's why. That's why I'm so on board with this movie all the way throughout. I'm like this. I'm right there with them. I'm I'm running with them. I'm everything they're doing. I'm doing because I feel invested, and I feel like you know what, this is just a bad break. They had a bad break here. This shouldn't have happened, right? Like let's 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 come along for the ride and and let's see them get out of this because you know this is this shouldn't have happened. It shouldn't have happened this way.
1: Yeah, Tim, that understand. is it. It is like we are not in these situations we these characters are in bad situations we aren't in them but if we were i feel like i just feel so relatable to these characters yeah like uh, like to connie i feel so relatable to connie even though i'm never i'm not in that situation but like that's why i think we get so invested because we're like well yeah i guess if we had to do this if this was the last thing we had to do it could go down like this and that's why it's so tense for us
2: he's not doing that. they're, not, they're just like their humanism is just incredible yes in
0: like he's not doing anything that we wouldn't do in that situation like uh-huh. dean you're my brother i love you but if we rob a bank and the cops catch us on the street i'm booking it okay if you go one direction and i go the yeah, other man. one i'm not gonna carry you on my back dude i'm getting out of there i'm no. getting the fuck out i know so you am gonna check in with me yeah we'll try to like both and get away they- but i mean you got to look out for number one if you're in that situation because you should know that ahead of time going into it like something yeah. like that could happen right so and so when we, I go to jail it, right?
1: and get beat up, you're gonna get me escape help me escape from the hospital.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna totally. I'm gonna try to yeah. post bond for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. but that's with, it's a good point. If you could try to get yourself beat up so I can get you out of the hospital, right. that'd be a little bit it's easier. easier. It's easier yeah, in the hospital. Keep yeah. that in mind.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I find with these with these uh Safety Brothers movies that I'm there's no other movie really that I watch that makes me really want to scream at the television. like like where i actually am just screaming at it i'm like what i will say out loud what are you doing yeah and it's because i feel like i am them even though they're these people in like wild situations i'm like i am you i could do the same thing in this situation what are you doing you had an out and you didn't take it what are you doing
2: yeah yeah the uh gems is like the the big one at the very end when he like has the money like he's figured it out before everybody that like, yeah, like he's right. But like, he's just fucked it all up anyway. It's a different movie. Sorry, I don't want to go on too much of a tangent, but like, if go you want to see how they really crystallize that sort of, uh, what we're talking about, um, they do a documentary called Lenny Cook, uh, or they did a documentary called Lenny Cook where they just splice together like a lot of like home video footage with a few interviews, but a lot of it is home video footage of, um, this, uh, guy that was like a prep, like a star uh, prep player named uh, Lenny Cook from uh, Brooklyn back in the day who played like against like LeBron James and Carmelo Anthony on the AAU circuit and that kind of thing. And a lot of people thought he was going to be like the next big thing. But then he, for whatever reason, didn't get drafted when he came out of high school. Okay. And it's sort of like it's like all these things about like just him fucking his life up. And it's it's kind of amazing, like how they manage to do like the same story with like a real person you know what i yeah. mean like it's yeah. just if it's like your thing or if you want to watch a movie about a basketball player like that's that's a good sort of like yeah. i think very illustrative of their like style without uh any kind of like extra any of like their own writing or anything to it right per se
0: cool i feel like i want to watch anything that the safty brothers do first of all Oh, for 100%. sure, one hundred percent. This is the only thing I've seen, but like from what you're saying, Pat, it, if it's all kind of like this, I mean, damn, I love this is a different, diff, yeah. definitely a type of style of movie. Um, yeah, but I there's there's definitely a place for this style of movie in my library, and man, <laughs> it's 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 unique. I would say
2: um gems and this are when they got like really like tight, like when their movies got like tighter and like really like just hit you nonstop um the other ones that i've seen like heaven knows what is good but it it can like it rambles a little bit to me and then um lenny cook is is pretty great overall i think but it's sort of like it's like a, a documentary in a style that i haven't really seen before like it doesn't do almost anything that a normal documentary does or a traditional one like it's mostly just like video footage from like different points in his life that they spliced together to tell his mm. story. And then they yeah. had a few interviews, but like not that many. And then there's, um, daddy long legs, which I haven't watched it. Actually I I'm meaning to, um, it's on Criterion now. It's about like their dad mm. being a fuck up, which okay. I think is probably like all comes back to their father. But yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I like to say, um, you know, there's a lot of like really great, directors right now like we already mentioned like you know Greta Gerwig um or like Barry Jenkins from Moonlight and Jordan Peele you know there's uh Alex Garland who did Annihilation and Ex Machina before that but right. the two that really give me what I want over the last couple of years I would say would be like Ari Aster who did Hereditary at Midsummer, and then yeah. like the Safdies for Good Time totally. and James awesome yeah, man awesome. Totally.
0: Okay, cool. Let's keep going then. So this cop finally leaves um, the hospital, like outside the hospital room. So Connie can get in there. He breaks Nick out of the handcuffs and helps him into a wheelchair and they get the fuck out of there. Now, Nick, since he was beaten up there, his face is completely bandaged from um, all like the, 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 the getting beaten up, I guess. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Now all the punches, all the punches and kicks that came flying his way. All now, the pile drives to the face. That's right. He got pile drives from the yeah. top, top bunk. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Nick also appears to be out of it here. Like he's, um, I imagine he's either like out cold, probably not out of cold, but probably on like uh, serious painkillers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, from, yeah. from, from, from the shit that's going on. So he can't really talk. He can't really like say anything, but uh, Connie, you know, gets him in the wheelchair and they get out of there. Now again it's all just these like tight camera shots to make us feel like we're right there with them and connie gets them outside and they get into uh like a taxi for released patients and they escape like they get out of there yeah Now,
1: and getting onto that taxi is another like really nervous it's so situation he, he because, Connie yeah, keeps he looking keeps, back he keeps keep looking him at, looking at the
0: cop at the yeah and desk. the cop yeah.
1: isn't looking at him at all no right yeah. so like in from the cops point of view nothing's going on but we get connie's point of view which is checking back at
0: him every second that he is not on that taxi it's the paranoia that you would be experiencing yeah. there they have a way totally. of getting it across um with the way that connie's behaving you know he's paranoid yeah. you we feel paranoid at the same time uh, incredible but they so they get on this uh this but this uh like a small bus and they're dropping all these like patients off one at a time and it comes to the end and uh Connie and Nick, they weren't on the list of the bus, right? They kind of just snuck yeah. on. So the guy's like, you know, you're not on my uh, agenda here. And he's like, oh, I'm just two blocks away, two blocks away. Yeah. So drives them two blocks further. They get off and they double back two blocks to where the second last people got dropped off. And they go mm-hmm. in and knock on the door and Connie is trying to use their phone. So the, the lady who answers the door remembers them from that bus and it kind of like believes somewhat that they're you know who he's saying he is and connie's just saying that he needs to make a call to his mom uh they got locked out or he he forgot his uh his keys and his wallet he's making up some story and if you notice on the bus too like he marks her like kind of right, he, right like, off the uh, jump eyeballs her and kind of like knows yeah. that he's gonna. Yeah,
2: like he he asks her first, like if he can go ahead, like and she's like really yeah. nice about it, and she's really nice to him when he leaves too. So it's like he he knows, like all right, good yeah. Samaritan. And
1: when he gets to that door, she's really nice again. Like she was like, yeah. I just I couldn't get into my house. I just can of use your phone. She says, of course. She lets him in and says, of course. And then when his when he gets off the phone call and he's like, hey, can I leave my brother here? That's when she the flags go up and it's like, this isn't how people act <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> that's when she's like, no, 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 no. you can get out of here. But like so nice right at first to like, yeah, you of course you can use the phone.
0: But she freaks she freaks out, but then comes around and is like, yeah, you can stay. I have a spare room. You can stay in my spare room for like seven hours until your mom gets off work. That's like, yeah. oh, OK. And um, you've got Nick and Connie left here with um, her granddaughter, I think it is. Yeah, uh, Chris... you hear her
2: mentioned to her granddaughter, like, I'm gonna take sleeping pills because I have to work in the oh, morning. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like, don't right. Buy yeah, it, yeah. she's,
0: she's right. knocked out. Yeah, she knocks herself she's out. She's gonna be right? out. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, Connie and this, uh, the granddaughter Crystal are hanging out. Uh, they're kind of bonding. Crystal cooks him some chicken nuggets and Connie dyes his hair. <laughs> yeah, Connie dyes his that's hair. That's one of my favorites. I love it. Love it. When
2: she's like, Did you dye your hair?
0: Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, <laughs> no. he's
1: like, Yeah, I'm a weirdo. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just a weirdo like that. The lighting uh, the lighting yeah. in the house. is the other one when so she's like, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. Or when uh they're in the kitchen together and she's smoking uh the vape weed. Yeah. And she's like, My boyfriend gets it. Ex boy. She's like, Oh, where's where's he from? She's like, Oh, I don't wanna tell you, it's gonna make his spot hot.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. Connie was asking so he could find out the address to go rob him. For my, like, yeah. I, I, I thought that immediately. Yeah. Like Connie wants to rob this guy of his loot, like a hundred percent.
2: Yes.
1: So I love a situation where he's trying to like work his charm to yeah. to get a, a, a location, and it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, because the other person's like, no, 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 and and he just moves on. Right. He goes past it yep, right away. He's right not going to worry yeah. about that anymore.
0: Yeah. Smooth with that. So then, yeah. He's so smooth. They're hanging out on the couch, uh, watching some TV. And the news comes on talking about this bank robbery, and like showing a picture <laughs> of Connie. So to avert her attention, he starts kissing her, and they start making out. But then Nick wakes up in the, the sixteen-year-old. Oh, she's a the sixteen. That he year. knows is yeah.
2: sixteen. Yeah. 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 Funny story about that too. Um, I watched uh like this was like last summer. I remember. Um, I watched like an interview with the cast, and she mentioned how. She used to have, like, posters of him. On, like, she's, like, an aspiring actress. And they found her on a casting call. And, like, she was I think this was, like, the first movie she was in. And that she was, was like, oh, I used to have posters of him on my wall. Like, I was in love with him in Twilight. And then, like,
0: first movie he gets to make out with.
1: Yeah, awesome. I mean, she did a fantastic job. In she's 100%. 100%. Great, 100% yeah. yeah.
0: Everybody's great in this. Yeah. So, yeah, Nick. Nick wakes up. And he's like breaking shit in the next room. He's being like really loud. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Connie's got to go in to see what's going on. And he goes in there and uh, the face bandages have been taken off. And this yep. is most certainly not Nick. <laughs> it's some other fucking no, guy. Not his
1: brother. <laughs> it's not his
0: brother. He got the wrong unbelievable dude. Unbelievable moment. It's unbelievable. Like this this guy has no idea what he's doing in this room, like he's just kind of come to. Can you imagine waking up as that dude in this situation? Yeah. <laughs> like, totally no fucking idea where he is. <laughs> and I love that part, it's such a great part. Yeah. So, the funny
2: thing um, about that actor, too, real quick, he's another one of the uh, like sort of rando people that the Safties uh, discovered.
0: That's uh, insane because he was so incredible in this. Like, I, I'm, I'm literally shocked to hear that.
2: No, yeah, yeah he was um, in heaven knows what, he was actually friends with. The woman that wrote it and is also um, was a, a heroin addict in heaven knows what. He is like a big part as like sort of her like boyfriend that like she leads on all hmm. the time. Wow. Uh, and then, yeah, they brought him back for this. And apparently I, I, my understanding is that he is um, in jail now. Oh, for, damn! yeah. He almost didn't make this movie, I think, because he was like in jail or he went to jail for. Wow yeah yeah it's sad,
0: Jeez. sad. he's uh he's
2: uh needs buddy rest he's fucking fantastic in this movie which I'm yeah sure we'll get into more he is fantastic
0: yeah. so so connie needs to get to, he needs to get back to the hospital now because nick is still there right so they take the grandma's car uh all three of them uh nick uh, the dude the this dude's name is ray and yeah. uh crystal they'll hop in the car and you know they they do it any you know, anybody would do in this situation on the way to the hospital, they make a quick pit stop at White Castle. Of course. Well, they, they
2: drive past the hospital. I, for, like before they get out the driveway, it shows like the cops driving yeah. by. And it actually like, as they turn away, it shows the cops like looking at the house. So oh, okay. it's like established that like the cops are like
0: they're on, their on ass. the trail yeah. of
2: either. Yeah. Uh, of Connie or um the dude that he broke out. Not right. clear at that point. And then they drive past the hospital and it's full of cops too. Okay. As well. Um, so yeah, that's that then they, they stop at White Castle.
0: Yeah, get some sliders. Exactly. <laughs> so so um Crystal goes in and we've got Ray and Connie here, and we get this really, really great flashback of Ray and what his the story monologue. is. Yeah. yeah. So basically what happened was he just got out of jail yesterday. And the bus dropped him off in front of a fucking liquor store. So he goes in. He spends like whatever money he's got uh, on a small bottle of brandy, and he just he chugs the whole chugs thing. It. It's so impressive. And then he calls his buddy up to do some real partying. Khalif. Khalif, yeah. Yeah. And then we get by uh, <laughs> uh,
2: infamous uh, '90s underground rapper, Necro.
0: Oh, I thought I recognized him, but I I don't know i don't know necro yeah so, he's yeah.
2: i i wouldn't necessarily be like go check out necro's catalog because
0: yeah he's, like <laughs> weird and like
2: his name uh begets what he raps about so oh really okay yeah yeah <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah,
0: I'm gonna yeah pass i mean like, you want to hear like
2: yeah like snm and like nah. or, like fucked up shit that's it nah. but he uh now he's like a uh, actor in safety movies
0: i like my 90s <laughs> hip-hop but not about that, yeah, no, yeah, no, I not mean, down with Necro,
2: yeah. If you guys are familiar with, I don't know if you're familiar with nonfiction, um, or Il Bill, his cousin was like in nonfiction. Oh, Damn. I've
0: heard of Il Bill,
2: yeah, yeah. So he's cousins with Il Bill, mm, okay. They're all from these uh housing projects in Brooklyn that are Jewish people, mm. are all like Jewish people, um, but yeah, that's uh, that's Necro that's... playing a uh, Caliph.
0: Well, Necro hooks hooks bray up with a lot of fun here they're doing a lot, a lot more alcohol a lot of sex some drugs Zanny's. a lot of yeah. fun stuff going on here oh, yeah. his rap may not be good but he sure knows how to like hook up <laughs> a brother after he gets out of prison totally <laughs> so that's
2: also too um like i like how it's like again like this is so of stuff that feels real to me um like the intake when you know people that do like use a lot like it's like, it seems like insane how he can like drink a fifth of brandy. And then like he mentions, like he gives, like he takes Xanax bars with him and then acid. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And like that, like, I think for like a normal person or a normal, well-adjusted person, you would hear that or think of doing that and would like figure that you would like die or be like completely incoherent. Yeah, but yeah. like, like what I find for people that are like heavy users, like that's that is just sort of how they operate. You can take everything and still like be like
0: semi-functioning. I believe it, man. It's all like your, yeah. your tolerance, yeah. right? Like whatever, yeah. whatever you get used to doing, you kind of like that sort of becomes your baseline. So, yeah. uh, like if I yeah. was to be doing what he was doing, I'd be far, you know, far more fucked up than I should be. But yeah, he, <laughs> he handles it. He handles it pretty well, yeah. obviously. I, I'd be dead you would be dead. <laughs> I would
1: be dead after chugging that brandy. I'd be dead. Yeah.
0: yeah,
2: I don't really drink anymore. So, like, if I had, like, just a fifth of brandy in and of itself, like, that would be it for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the problem with brandy. Just
0: go home. Brandy tastes so bad. Like, to, yeah, like to chug. I guess, oh, yeah. man. It's so, I, brandy's probably one of the, like, uh, worst alcohols for me. I, I like alcohol. I like to have, you know, yeah. Yeah. my my beers and, and whatever. But uh, I'm a tequila fan
2: yeah yes. i mean don't get me wrong but I'm not brandy a drug, like, no, way, here, but yeah. no way man yeah yeah i'd puke yeah. before e i could and get J that down. too like ugh.
0: yeah <laughs> so they go to uh an arcade to sell acid now ray and uh arcade on
2: long island yeah
0: yeah our, uh, ray and what would you say his buddy's name was necro well, it was
2: no it's was... Kali- necro oh, Khalif. Khalif. In the movie his name is Khalif, Khalif. but then he goes with Khalif's other friend who i forget his name right now um and they what they're doing is skimming acid off the top so they sell like basically a full like sprite bottle of acid right with that they take a little bit off the top and put it on uh like pictures of uh pepe the alt right famous meme
0: um yeah they had Pe- and they, they had pepe in an the they had pepe in the credits they had to credit that
2: yeah they did they did, <laughs> yeah. they did. I like um, that's actually one of the things too. I like it because the movie came out in 2017 and it definitely had like these like small little allusions to like okay, um, yeah. like other signifiers, but like also like, I don't think that they're all right. Um, but they, they sort of like made like reference to it with that. And then also when um, the cops are arresting Nikki, you see that they're wearing new balances. Cause at the time uh, white supremacists were like pro new balance Because New Balance came out with a letter that was, like, pro-Trump.
0: Oh. Yeah. Yeah, so like you you mentioned, they've got this this bottle of acid, and they're selling acid there. And this guy comes in to buy some, and he says he just robbed a radio shack just down the street. And he had a backpack full of money, and he was cranked out on something, too. But the cops break in right after him, and they all have to kind of take off and, and book it. And they get to an amusement park where... The other dudes get caught, so the dude who's got the bottle of acid and I think the guy who had the money, they get pinched, but they stash the money and the acid away somewhere in the amusement park, but Ray is able to get into a cab. this This is still in his flashback, though, right? So you want to say something, Dean?
1: I just want to say, um, a, a thing I really loved about this flashback part when they're running towards the amusement park and Ray says like, he felt like he, I could just run for like fucking days. He's like, I could just go. <laughs> and then they like flash to him and he's like barely moving. Like he's barely running. <laughs> yeah. And like, I really love this because I, there was, there's one time when I, I had had like a lot of alcohol and I was chasing someone down and I was like, you know what? If I get as low to the ground as possible, I will go as fast as possible. <laughs> And my friend was my friend was watching me run and it is like his number one favorite moment of me ever just because I looked like such a fool. I tried to make my stride super long, but also crouch down to the ground because I thought (laughs) I thought I'd be able to fly. So when I when I heard Ray say that he could run for days and then he was just like kind of hobbling
0: along, I was like, I get it, bro. I get it. I love it, man. I love it. I love it. So. Yeah, st- still in Ray's flashback here. Uh, he gets into he gets away. He gets into this cab. Now, like they're doing a really good job with Ray's story, and I'm super into it. Oh, it's yeah. like really fast paced. There's a lot of stuff going on. Ray is a great talker himself, so just like yes, he's very totally. captivating to listen to. And he gets in the cab with the driver, and the driver wants you know to get paid, and Ray kind of makes the mistake of saying that he just got out of jail he doesn't have any money but um i mean i'm sure this happens a lot you know you just want to get a ride home to your house and then you, someone in your house He's saying his mom will pay. yeah like it. maybe he's he's yeah. got money there or something sounds fine but his cab driver starts freaking out right uh it starts driving for the uh, police station says he's gonna go there and ray who is um the acid has you know uh been affecting him greatly here he opens the door and he's looking down oh at the goodness. road and he's contemplating whether or not he's just gonna bail and it's like th- another one of these moments like it's so intense you've got the cabbie screaming at him the music is doing it's like super intense yeah. gonna make yeah. you way more uncomfortable thing and ray is obliterated looking at this pavement speeding <laughs> by and this is where i'm wondering like is we know we already know that his face is all busted up right like he had those yeah. bandages all over his face he's taken them off he's he's like very very busted up and yeah. this is where i'm wondering like is this how it happens is this totally. where he gets busted up and then yep this is where it, it is. happens he just bails Him. out and smashes his face on the ground
1: another great part of that is when they flash the speedometer yeah because he he says he's like he must be going 30 or 40 they flash the speedometer he's going 60 yeah he's he's cruising (laughs) he's going so fast and like that's 60 miles per hour right we're in canada where we do kilometers that is 100 he's going 100 and he jumps out of the car that's very fast
2: it's insane i mean you think about like roller coasters are like 15 miles an hour at the most yeah
0: yeah Wow. So we we flash back to the back seat of uh, Connie's car where Ray is telling this. And we go to the front and Connie's not even paying, he's not even paying attention anymore. No. He's on his phone looking up the amusement park where the stuff has been stashed. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> I, I love it. This, it's so
1: funny. This is where I, again, I'm like, Connie's a genius. Because he picked the one thing out of this guy's story Definitely. that could help him. Yeah. That could help him out. And that was
0: Adventureland. Adventureland. So he brings up Adventureland and they head there and it's freaking like two minutes away or something yeah it's it's um they they know that it's all stashed there but they don't know where right but they break in ray finds the bottle of acid and the security guard comes in right i love this security guard i really like this guy but he says
2: Markhad, abdi uh yeah. did you recognize where he's from
0: was he yeah, from that uh, uh captain ron or whatever Cap- Cap- no. captain, captain phillips <laughs> captain <laughs> Right, that's, a, <laughs> that's a different uh, captain. Yeah, he's on the captain now. <laughs> captain Phillips. Yeah,
2: okay, yeah, yeah. was also in Blade Runner 2049.
0: Yeah. Oh, was he? I, didn't, I don't remember him from that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. he has like a, I think he sells his. Oh, he has like a, yeah. Okay, I remember now. Yeah.
2: Some like street vendor. I forget what he sells him. Some,
0: yeah, something. I can't remember yeah. either yeah. what he
1: sells him. Yeah, it's like a, he sells him like
0: a, I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, Good ass movie, by the
2: yeah. way. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah.
0: yeah. No shit. So the security guard comes out, says he's called the cops already, and uh, he finds Ray, takes him back to the office. Now, he says, like, what are you guys doing? Are you guys stupid? Like, we've got cameras all over this place. <laughs> yeah. you know? So he's like, I'm going to turn all the lights on, too, and find your buddy. I'll get your buddy out of here. Yeah. And uh, so he turns all the lights on, and then he, he sees Connie, and he's like, ah, there's your, there he is. And just, like, heads off, just runs off to get him. Like, this yeah. guy's got no fear. He's got a flashlight. When he's looking for yeah. Ray, he's like, you better come out now. Or I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to give you a beating. He's like, get out now. And then, you yeah. know, lights come on. He's immediately after Connie. I like him. He did, did a good job. For but sure. um, Connie ends up getting the upper hand on him. Kind of fucks him up a, a he whole just lot. sprints at him. Yeah. He, yeah
2: and then just beats like the shit. That's like the most him. brutal, like, Connie part. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah that, that's yeah. true. Good that's, point. That's
2: really like kind of like the mask off moment. Yeah. I think for totally. him. Totally. Yeah. Yes.
0: So Connie and Ray, they go back in to look for the money now the police show up because the security guard called them and connie's got a pretty decent plan here he pours enough acid well in- it, connie actually just
2: puts on his outfit and then yeah. ray is the one that's was it ray like-
0: ray who did it? yeah, yeah ray, ray is the like he okay.
2: like he's i think he said something like he gonna remember shit bro, yeah and then like just pours so
0: much so much acid. dude it's enough to kill the fuck out of him like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I don't
2: know if acid can actually kill you, but, like, it oh, definitely okay. can, like, True. make you go crazy. <laughs> that, that's
0: good. That was enough to melt his brain, for sure. Yeah, yeah Like, oh, it was insane. An insane amount. Because you saw them earlier. They put, like, two of the tiniest drops on the paper and yeah. took it. And, and they're just, arrays like, fucking tripping out. And they poured a quarter of a Sprite bottle full of the liquid into this dude's mouth. <sighs> Whew, that that was, poor fucking was guy. Fucking was rough. But uh, yeah, so they they take the guard's outfit, Connie puts it on, and then they pretend that this guard is the guy who actually broke in, right? Yeah. And um, yeah, the cops take the guard away. Uh, he's handcuffed. They take him to the ambulance. He's freaking out, speaking in another language. Crystal, who is in the car still with them, kind of wanders out, and she's looking for Connie. The cops see her, grab her. Uh, I guess there was um, apparently one other person that they... Like when Connie is dressed as the guard talking to the cops or maybe the guard itself himself said there were, I don't know, somehow when the they, guard, they thought there were when the more guard people. called
1: it in, he said yeah. that there was two, there was two people.
0: Okay. So Ray was still hiding and Connie comes out as the guard yes, to explain uh, what was yes, going on. Yes. Ray was hiding. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, uh, yeah. So they take, they take, uh, so the cop, yeah. yeah. So Connie, uh, and Ray, they leave Adventureland like the cops leave. They leave as well. They take the security car and they're going to head to the real guards house. Now I think they just needed a place to hide out for a bit, right? They just they're looking for some some cover, you know, the cops are hot on their tail. And dude, the security guard's place is nice. What you just Yeah, what'd man. you Just think for, of that. Brooklyn, that's oh, like, yeah. Man, that's going to be expensive. Yeah. Had a nice like Christmas lights set up everywhere, a lot of yeah, nice totally. electronics. Yeah, look good. Yeah, look good. Is a nice bar?
2: Yeah, it's nicer than giant my place. Fucking dog and um, oh yeah it goes back to the um when he's um watching tv with um the girl and they show like dogs on screen she's like oh doggy and he goes like i think i was a dog in a past life that's why they always like me
0: and oh um, yeah good point i remember that oh totally because that dog was vicious at the door like they knock on the guard's door to make sure no one's in there and the dog freaks out right
2: it's humongous. Yeah. yeah, it's like a humongous fucking dog. But, but when he's he opens just smart about it. he lets him smell the jacket. Yeah, and, like, the yeah. Dogs like loves him after that. Yeah. And totally. it's just like
1: it's another great moment in the movie because all you all you know is like Connie just bullshits everyone. Right. And he's in this moment where he's just talking to this girl and he's like, yeah, I think I was a dog in my past life. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's just bullshitting because he's just trying to get through this moment. But then he's actually great with dogs.
0: Yeah. So it, yeah. it comes
1: to that moment where he knows what to do. And you're like, what the fuck, this guy was actually telling the truth back then. Who is this guy? Yeah,
2: it's um, I, actually one of my uh, she's not a movie critic anymore, but she was one of my favorite movie critics when she was. Uh, her name's Emily Yoshida and her review for oh, the yeah. Vulture. Um, She does a really good uh, thing where she writes, um, he believes he was a dog in a former life. And so do I. There's a loyalty and tenderness to him fighting with his instinct for self-preservation. The mm. more he has to justify screwing over, the more Pattinson's face hardens. On some level he knows the spirit's so hole he's dug for himself, but he's not able to change course. Yeah, man. That's beautiful. Yeah. Man. That's great. That's fucking yeah. I love on. Emily Oshida. She's awesome. Yeah, she's actually um not to yeah, on too much, but she's gonna um, or she was wrote like a series for FX. I think it's uh like an adaptation of the book Shogun. Okay.
1: Yeah, I heard that she lives in LA now, so
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean she is also on that pod uh night call, which is pretty Pretty right.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she um she's uh she was writing for a television show, but I don't think they're gonna be able to go into production now. Right, for them, yeah.
0: Fortunately. <laughs> so we're coming to the end here. Uh, Connie wants to sell back this acid to Ray's buddy who lost it. Um it's probably worth a bunch of money. So Ray sets up this meeting for this guy to come by this the apartment they're at. Now Ray's buddy shows up. And the deal it basically goes bust and Connie takes off. Now this whole movie is taking place at nighttime, but now when he leaves this apartment here, it's daytime. He's running early morning. Yeah. Er, yeah. Early morning. He runs out the front and like the cops are waiting there for him and they, they kind of like, yep. or they drive up and catch him running. They start chasing him. They catch him. They see that. Well, we don't see, but Ray is still stuck in the apartment he it shows him basically his view from watching from the window. That's right. Yeah, he's he's yeah. looking down on Connie running. Great view. Like great way to do that, yeah. you know? Like, oh man, yeah. the birds I eye this. shot of that. Yeah, this and how they show been... when
2: he gets caught and like the he has the bottle of acid and yeah. Sprite so like when yeah. they catch him like it knocks out of his hand and goes yeah. like you're watching that the whole time. Yeah.
1: And I I just love that this movie's been so focused on like close-ups on people's faces and like emotional moments, and it's like you know what we're bird's eye viewing his ca- his capture. Yeah, yeah. Because like we don't need to get on his face and see everything. We know everything about this guy. Like let's just go from how like kind of anticlimactic this
0: capture is, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah, because it just really happens, right? And he yeah. wasn't he wasn't really in danger here. You felt like he's safe because he's I at felt this like apartment. He's good. How could they be yeah. on him? But as soon as he runs out, they're there. They catch him, and this Ray, he's stuck in the apartment. He climbs out the window. He's trying to scale the side of the building. He falls to his death. And uh, then we see Connie in the the car. Yeah, the back of the cruiser. And checkmate, he's fucked, right? They got him. Yeah. Just his whole face, hair is all
2: fucked up. I feel
0: for him here. Like he's in the back of the car. His face is framed perfectly in the middle of the screen. And it's this just a, a shot on him and you're looking at him for about 20 yeah. seconds for and it's so this long. it's this slow realization that's coming across his face that he finally realizes in my opinion that he just it like it all came crashing down and he realizes yeah. he he got caught like there is no next move to make everything yeah. that he was hoping for and planning is now officially over but it takes him this time to grasp it and it's fantastic acting on his part just to yeah. like cuz yeah. if if you um if you're not really into movies and you're watching this you could wonder why are they holding on this guy's face for 20 seconds like nothing's happening it's just his face but the subtleties in his acting where he is that's 20 seconds of hard acting right there he's trying yeah. to get something across and he does it's fantastic
1: yeah two things about that one I think he's like, as soon as he gets in that car, he's doing his his Connie thing where he's like, OK, how do I get to my next move? And then, like you said, Tim, he just figures out there is no next move. I'm Yeah. Yeah.
2: When yeah. I see and, that face, I just like I just I hear like, yes, yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah.
1: And that's that's the other thing. The other thing is we look at him and we're like, oh, no, like he's caught. And that 20 seconds gives us enough time to remember things that happened in this movie. And you're just like, oh no, wait, but like, do I really feel bad for him? And then you're like, oh yeah, yeah, I do. Oh no, wait, do I really? But like he was doing it for his brother, so I do. Right. And you just go back and forth in this yeah. time. And when it ends, you could be anywhere. You could be you could be on his side or not.
0: And you you go yeah. back and you feel you feel bad for all the people he burnt in this movie too, because he burnt a lot of people hard, you know. Everybody. Yeah. He, he fucked everybody over. Um, so we get to see Nick. He's back at this psychiatrist office where he was at the start. He's now in a program, and we see him get led into this room where there's like this um this uh, worker is helping this group of people, and it's like this activity where a choice is involved. Uh, people, yeah, with like learning disabilities. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's really really cool that Nick here at the end of the movie, he's he's given this opportunity to start making choices for himself, right? Like, yeah. he hasn't he hasn't had that oh, that yeah. chance in this whole movie. But these, all the, all they're doing, they're doing this thing called cross the room. So this, um, the worker says, like, if this has happened to you, cross the room. And, you know, Nick is uncomfortable. He says he doesn't know anybody there. And the, the, the worker just starts doing some of these. And you see people walking across the room to the other side. And it takes a few for Nick to get into it. But the first one where he walks across the room, she says, cross the room if you've had family drama. And he yeah, crosses the room. And then the next time he crosses the room, they say – and actually after that one, when they say cross the room if you've had family drama, he crosses and the credits start to roll. But as yeah. the credits are rolling, we're still watching this scene in the room. So then we get another one. She says cross the room if you've ever been blamed for something you didn't do. And Nick crosses mm-hmm. the room. So yeah. it's it's this great ending where it's like this is the first time I feel like Nick is is – being allowed to be Nick and, and be himself and have some choice in his own life. And he was here at the beginning of this movie, right? And Connie yes. burst into the room and ripped him out of yes. there. And yeah. he goes through all this shit. And now he's finally back at the end to this place he started and where he probably should have been in the first yeah. place. So beautiful ending to the movie. And yeah, we've talked about it a little bit before. We don't really learn what Connie's motivation is in this movie. Like I, As I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, I can't wait to figure out what this money is about. Why is he doing it? Why does he need Nick involved? And they don't tell us. They just take us on this roller coaster that you know we bought our ticket for. We got on, and two hours later, we get off, and we're never the same. Yeah,
2: Yeah. and that end scene is just—I love it so much. Yeah, I love the end scene so much.
1: I had like the trying to hold back the tears, but they're still coming down the face. That happened to me in the end scene Um, because. The bookend of Nick, um, of this movie, like opening on him and closing on him, you kind of forget about Nick as we're just so focused on Connie in this movie. Then you get to that end and you're like, oh yeah, like here's a person that we should really be like caring about. Here's a person who finally gets to make, like you said, Tim, finally gets to make their own decisions here. And if we just could have, we started here. This is exactly where we started. If we just could have let him stay here. if, if If Connie didn't come in and pull him out, I would have felt great about this like yeah. for
0: the whole time. He was in the place he needed to be. Exactly. So at the end, we actually get nice music for the first time in this movie. It's not chaotic mm-hmm. anymore. It's, um, it's soft and gentle. And I, I mean, it would definitely it's Iggy pop.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, def- it's still the same composer, but uh, it's the only one where they have singing on it, which is a uh, biggie pop.
0: Yeah. Or, nice.
2: I, I don't know. You guys, I fucking love Iggy pop. I love uh stuff that he did. Um, I forget the name of his first band. From what uh, I, from what I've that.
0: heard of him I like. I haven't heard yeah. a, a lot. I haven't gone out and listened to enough, but what I hear of him I like. So, there's one more thing left to do. That is our I know what it is. You know what it is?
1: I know what it is. Pat might not know what it uh, is.
0: Well, this is our what if. Hat. so what hey. we like to do on Talking Back is we like to throw out a what-if scenario. So this is something that didn't happen in the movie that we just, I just want to throw it out there and kind of have a little bit of a discussion around. Now, I'm not trying to say that I think this should have happened. This is just a bit of um, a curveball to get a little bit of a discussion happening. And it's a safe place. All ideas are welcome. And it's just for fun. So my what-if is... And actually, this was alluded to a little bit very early on. I always hate when my what ifs are touched on in the first ten minutes, but <laughs> <laughs> it did throws get to- you right out of whack. <laughs> yeah, it throws me right out of whack. This did get touched on, but my what if is what if at the what if at the very end, Connie had the bag of money that he needed and had Nick. Okay, what if that's her ending? What if it's a happier ending? Now, I like sad endings, um, and. You know, I feel like sometimes sad endings, not the happiest ending is a bit more of an emotional route that can pull a little bit more out of you. But what if at the end of this movie, Connie gets what he wants? Let's say he hugs Nick. He's got the money. They fade to black. Now, Pat, you had mentioned that there's an alternate ending where they're at the farm and it, it all worked out. So what do you guys think if that's our ending here? If instead of this shot of Connie devastated in the back of the cop car, what if everything finally worked out?
1: Okay, well I'll go first, and then I'll let Pat go after. Um, because for me, this type of movie, like I think I mentioned, I mentioned it before, where I'm screaming at the TV. Um, one of the only types of movies where I, I am doing that is is like Safdie brother movies. And I stopped and thought at the end of this, why do I like that? Why do I like that? This movie's putting me through so much stress that I want to scream at the TV. And I was thinking it's kind of like horror movies when I'm watching a horror movie, the like tension that it puts in me and the tension that it leaves in me after the movie is done. And I can't stop thinking about the movie. That's why I want to watch a film because I want to feel emotion. And it kind of does the exact same thing as a horror movie. I feel so tense and so nervous. And I love that this movie gets me to feel. So if I was explaining
2: to someone last summer, like why I like horror movies, um, because it's um uh, like a safe space to feel like those things. Yeah. you know that, what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yes. A safe space. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's yeah. a safe yeah. space to feel those things. And so while I'm feeling those things during this movie, um, I need this ending for that type of movie, because if we're doing the, what if ending that you have here, Tim, where we get, he gets it, he wins the day, he gets the money, he goes with Nick and they go off to the the farm and then you know maybe something else comes up that we don't see where he needs to take advantage of Nick in a situation I I can't deal with that like I I need this ending right here Um, just because I think it that's what fits with the movie and that's what fits with my intense feelings if if it's this happy ending I don't really understand my feelings almost like I I try to look back on moments in the movie and I don't quite get
0: it I feel like while I'm watching this for the first time I feel like there's going to be a happy ending. I'm actually caught off guard at the end when it wasn't a happy ending. It's just I thought I thought things were going to work out. So yeah. I, I do love it for that reason at the end that it didn't work out. Like that hits me way harder than a happy ending would. So I appreciate yeah. the ending, Um, a happy ending. It would have been fine, right? That would have been nice. Yeah. I don't think it is effect- I don't think it effective for me. Like-
2: yeah, I don't think it would have been in the spirit or, like, honest yes. to, no. like, to the movie
0: either. Right. And yeah.
2: um, I guess, like, for me, like, my what if, like, just in the totality of the movie, if he gets the money, like, he's still, like, wanted. Right? Like, he's still... Yeah. Like, he's gonna get caught, criminal. regardless of yeah, if he's so on a like, farm I, or not, right? I, yeah. It, with respect to the alternate ending that they created for the music video, like, I don't think they'd ever make it to the farm. Like, I, I think it would just be probably worse for nick if anything yeah to me like the movie is almost like the happiest ending that it could be yeah you know like nick gets to like live like we talked about whereas like connie has to i mean i don't really believe in like the criminal justice system the way that it is but i mean like all things considered like he like one if one of them has to go down like the right one actually goes down.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good yeah, that's a really good point because like the psychiatrist actually says that right at the end of the movie because like Nick he's was in actually his place, in, yeah, yeah Nick in was actually mirror. in jail for most of this movie. Well yeah. a- and in the hospital. And then at the end the psychiatrist says, you know, Connie's where he's supposed to be and you are where you're so supposed yeah. to be. Right. And I that's like just rings really true. That simple line of dialogue just like rings really true there. Yeah, you know what? He's where he needs to be and Nick can now like be with this group and be able to make choices on his own yeah. and thrive on his own.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if he if Connie gets away and like doesn't yeah. get caught, then you don't know if Nick's going to get out, you know? Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Awesome. And, and like you said, they're there. They would be wanted.
2: So <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah.
1: like the cops were always
0: on Connie's tail. So, yeah, yeah. he's not getting far. No. Yeah. Well, guys, that was great. Uh, Patrick.
2: Yeah. yeah, thanks for having me on,
0: guys. Yeah, man. Thanks for joining yeah. and thanks for uh, offering up that idea for, for Good Time. And we, yeah, we'd definitely love to have you back. Absolutely. D- S- send out the Pat signal.
1: Yeah. Send out the Pat signal. The Pat signal. The Pat signal, yeah
2: awesome just like an a24 logo or something
1: yeah, totally, totally, yeah next a24 movie we'll put it in the air and you'll jump on skype
0: <laughs> all right well dean thank you for joining as well yeah man anytime and thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time
1: Hey, This is Brent. And I'm Eric. And we are part of the Friday Five Podcast. Yes, sir. We cover everything from the 80s to today.
0: We absolutely do. You can find us every other Friday on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Like iTunes? (laughs) Like Stitcher? Oh, man. Maybe a little
1: Spotify. Hey, and also check us out on Instagram. Absolutely. So come hang out. I think you'll have a lot of fun, and we will see you there. Yeah, bring your Proton Pack and your Ecto Cooler. And maybe some McNugget Bugs.